Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya. I'm Kelly Price, and this is who I am. This is who I am.
uh, the church needs to offer cancer patients valid support. And then my sensational co-host, Sherilyn Bond from St. Louis, she's the co- uh, radio host of Unveiling the Mass. She was on fire last week. I've worked with Sherilyn so many times. We've co-hosted together, worked together, but last week, I believe God unleashed her to the world in a very unique and powerful way. Uh, For this season in her life, she's talking about unveiling the mask on sexual abuse, domestic violence, and she came out the box swinging. If you missed that show, listen, she came out like She-Ra, the warrior uh, princess over predators of all types. She uh, had a commanding presence. She was shedding some new light on a very dark issue, so that show is a must-listen to, must-hear right now. And tonight, let me tell you something. We got another outstanding show for you because we want you to become outstanding and let you know that you are anointed, appointed, and approved to become the authentic you. And this show is based on the titles from the books from our guests tonight. We have two guests, uh, Nicole Barnes. She is the author of Anointed, Appointed, and Approved, and Reverend uh, Reverend Nicole Barnes. I, I call her Nicole because she's my homegirl from Louisville. And we also have uh, Reverend Valerie Pearson from Maryland. She is the author of... Uh, the Remarkable Woman, Becoming the Authentic You. And so it's going to be powerful. Uh, I'm just going to give you their contact information right now because they, I believe just God's just going to wreck some stuff tonight. So you can visit Nicole at NicoleBarnes.com and uh, Reverend Valerie Pearson at a AREMARKABLEWOMAN.COM. I will put them in the chat in just a few moments. Um, but I want to encourage you to visit TanyaWhite.com. If you haven't got your copy of the hottest new book that I have released, The 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell, get it, get it, get it, y'all. It is getting rave reviews. It's even rustling in little feathers, but that's okay because I know what I'm called to do, and I do it. Uh, I don't write anything to uh, bash or degrade people. I write to share truth, give real talk, uh, for lack of a better word. But it is uh, been getting emails daily. It is also available at Amazon.com. Um, just, it is a book to have for women and men to have healthy dialogue who are in uh, unhealthy relationships or they got conflict that they keep uh, avoiding. And uh, it's a time, y'all, to have healthy dialogue. Kill Harper has a book right out right now called The Conversation, and we are going to get him on this show before the end of the year. So I've got to tune in to see what's going on with that. But it's about men and women having healthy dialogue and not tolerating unhealthy relationships any longer. And get that book at TanyaWhite.com because we're going to send you an autographed copy and we're going to send you a free gift. Uh, You never know what we do here. And while you're visiting TanyaWhite.com, sign up for my free inspirational newsletter, Tanya's Tips. It gives you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. Today's issue was uh, determined to win in 2010. I revealed our 2010 mission for Tanya's Tips, which is also the mission for Real Talk with Tanya White. In 2010, we're going to empower, inspire, and encourage you to be determined to win in 2010 because you're already destined to win, but we want you to be determined to win. And we're going to, every show, everything I write next year, every uh, newsletter I send is going to give you a nugget to make you determined to win in 2010. So check that out. Right now at TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A-White is in the color.com. And lastly, 
We're always looking for some sensational sponsors of the Real Talk with Tanya White show. So while you're visiting Tanya White, visit the Real Talk with Tanya White uh, page, uh, sponsor page. We have four fantastic levels that uh, meet your budget. I'm telling you, y'all, and we'll connect you uh, with uh, so many resources. Uh, our show is we are humbled and appreciative that 15,000 page views in just 10 months, and right now it, it, it is 11,000 downloads. And it's growing daily. So hook up with us. We will partner with you and get your book, your business, your show out there. And we're passionate about partnering with people who are purposeful and um, just doing great things. So check us out at TanyaWhite.com. Shoot me an email, and we will get right back with you. I would like to say hello to everyone in the chat. I see my friend TC. Hello, Adrena. Uh, guest two. 2416, Mr. L and Patricia Ireland. Thank you all for stopping by the Real Talk with Tanya White show. Uh, we want you to call in. Just enjoy chat. We know that you're going to be positive and profound and encouraging. So uh, have a great time in chat. I will be in chat. But call us at 347-215-6446. We are excited about our first guest. She is going to come on in just about three minutes. She's my homegirl from Louisville, the Reverend, the Elder, uh, just a mighty prayer warrior, uh, Reverend Nicole Barnes. Um, and there's no, I just can't say enough about her. I'm just lost for words. But, but she's a powerful uh, woman of God. You're going to see just in a few minutes. She has written many books. Her first book was Restoration of a Bad Girl, B-A-D, is an acronym for something. And she may tell us, she may not, but if you want to know, you can visit NicoleBarnes.com. Get that book right now because that will bless your life. That's dealing with the church hurt that she had to overcome, and um, it was a powerful book. So anybody dealing with church hurt, get restoration of a bad girl. But her second and latest project is Anointed, Appointed, and Approved. Listen, just by the title alone, those three powerful words. Three is the trinity, y'all, right? She got some inspiration, impartation for us. So we're going to take a brief break, and then, my girl, I see you on the line. We're going to come right back um, and see why we need to be, why we are anointed, appointed, and approved to be the authentic us. We're going to be back in about three minutes. Bye-bye. Put a high heel on, showing a sexy skin. She 
anointed, appointed, and approved by God. So we're going to talk about that now. We have the Reverend, the Elder, uh, she's so many things. Uh, Nicole Barnes, she is a servant as well as a mentor. Y'all, she she is a songwriter. Uh, and I forgot she has a CD uh, called Restored, awesome CD, recording worship, a published Arthur playwright, businesswoman. Her play, Restoration of a Bad Girl, was phenomenal. Um Nicole has a word of restoration in her mouth and her belly. Everything that you see uh, on her website, her pictures, it's all about restoration and inviting people to be restored first unto God, then unto themselves, and then they can be restored to people. So we like to welcome for the very first time, but I pray not the last time, my sister, my friend, my colleague in ministry and the world mission that we have uh, for our life. Miss Reverend Nicole Barnes. Welcome, Nicole. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful, and I want to thank you, Tanya, for having me. It's such a privilege to be with you tonight. Girl, listen, I'm just (laughs) to come and unleash who Nicole Barnes is uh, to the blog talk world through uh, Real Talk with Tanya White. So before we get started and excited, tell us who you are, Nicole, in your own words. 
All right. Hello, Blog Talk World. Just want to say hello to the dynamic people listening. But, yes, I am Nicole Barnes of Nicole Barnes Ministries, and I am a refined woman of God, using the world as my pulpit to love individuals, to impact communities, and to change generations. Tanya, I know why I was born, and I'm doing exactly what I was born to be, to do, and I'm where I'm supposed to be. All right. I know exactly why I was born. And I think that everybody should know why they were born, and, and so I know what I'm supposed to do. Because you anointed, appointed, and approved. Absolutely. For absolutely. your assignment. For my assignment. I can't <laughs> do nobody else's assignment. See, I can't do nobody else's assignment. I'm anointed for my assignment. Your assignment. Listen, I know. This, <laughs> I feel the anointing through my bones, girl, and I know you've been praying all day. Oh, uh, girl. And I know this, this show is going to be transforming. So we're just going to do what we do, Nicole. Right. That's all we know how to do. That's all I know how to do. <laughs> you know, I'm excited all the time, you know, and so I'm just going to be me. I've been excited um, and looking forward to talking with you tonight. All right, girl. Now tell me, uh, this is your second book, correct? Anointed, Appointed, and It is. My yes. What was your inspiration for writing this book? Let me say this. First of all, this is my favorite book, and I believe that this is a ministry tool that's needed because I got tons of calls and emails and uh, people saying, I know God got his hand on me, but I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so what everybody was doing saying, I'm called to preach. Well, you know, every, that's not everybody's avenue. And so and I was frustrated in the church because we were just in, we had all these people full of potential, but everybody trying to get to the pulpit. And I said, man, this Girl, you is a <laughs> I want you to say that one more again. We had all these people in the church. I'm talking about. I'm talking about gifted, talented. You know, had so much to offer, but everybody was sitting up there waiting for the rotation for the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 a preacher sent me down one time, telling you years ago. And he was like, "So you called?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm called." He said, "Well, what what you called to do?" Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know, in my naive, you know, I was naive and, and young. I said, "I'm called to preach." He said, "Well, what's the message? What's the word in your mouth? What avenues are you going to use?" No one had ever challenged me. Mm-hmm. To say, what is it that you're called to do? You need to know specifically what your task is. Yes. And so it's not the pulpit. It's not just the pulpit. That's just one dimension of it. And so I wrote it, and I was inspired, and I was also frustrated. Sometimes your frustration can lead you to do great things mm-hmm. because this was something that was needed. And Girl, so frustration will help you focus. Yes, I agree. Distracted so much. I absolutely agree. And so um, people were just frustrated trying to find their lanes. And I got frustrated looking at them trying to find it. And so, and I wanted to provide something that would help them identify um, how great the anointing is and what their assignment was and how, how important it is for you to know what your mission is in the earth. Your mission in the earth. And if you just joined us, we're talking to Reverend Nicole Barnes of Louisville, Kentucky, and of Nicole Barnes Ministry. I love the word assignment because when I, the Lord revealed to me what my assignment is and the difference between between assignments and activities, that's when I got in my own lane, so to say. Wow. And I started doing what Tanya was called to do the way God wanted Tanya to do it. And so I want you to explain right now what you mean by assignment and, and uh, uh, differentiate or define uh, activities and assignment. Well, let me talk. To talk about assignment, I have got to talk about purpose. Purpose okay. is um, the original intent for creating a thing. 
um, or the reason that something was created. And so when I talk about the assignment, it is the original intent of why you were born. What is, and, and I keep going back, and you may hear me say this over and over, what is your assignment in the earth? Why are you here? Because I, I believe with all my heart that the reason so many people are frustrated is because they have not honed into their purpose. They have not honed into their assignment, and they are not living fulfilled life. You will never have a fulfilled life until you do what you were designed, purpose by design, to do by God. So when I talk about that assignment, I talk, I, I'm, I'm really um, uh, provoking people to look within. See, sometimes we're looking at other people and meddling with other folk and wanting to do what other people doing, mm-hmm. but you got to look within. And Scripture tells us, "Great is He that's within you." You got to look within and see what God has placed in you, so that you can know what you're supposed to do. Now, how do how does one do that? Because, like you said, we we're looking at everybody else, and I and I believe yes, that's because that's what we're taught to do, and uh, because of fear. So, how do we overcome uh, the tradition of looking around and being copycat? And what? pushing past the fit. You know I'm real. Like, uh, yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> that's real. That's, that's so real. So how do we push past that, Nicole? I'll tell you what. You know, <laughs> even when you say that, I remember watching something on TV, and, and the Lord said, turn it off. Stop, mm-hmm. stop looking at her. He said, because you're so focused on her, you don't even see what's in you. Because a lot of times when we are insecure with what God has placed on the inside of us, we look for other people and you just sit and you just watch it. Well, I know I can do it one day. But God said, turn it off. He said, put your focus on me and let me show you, let me give you the blueprint of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you get to looking at people and comparing yourself. But I had to, be, I had to go to God and I had to look within and then I had to cut off all the people I wanted to affirm me, I, I can't even talk about you all the people I wanted to, to tell me to go on and do it, girl, because you'll be sitting on the sidelines all your life waiting on somebody to give you the go-ahead. You hear me? Say that again. Oh, oh, yes, you will. You will be sitting. I know right now, I know many, I'm talking about gifted, talented, loving men and women of God who they have not been released. Mm-hmm. And they are sitting on the sidelines watching people pass them by. And they're saying within themselves, like, I, I get called off. I know, I, I know I'm called to do this, but I can't do it right now. Yes. And now you're 30, now you're 40, now you're 50. And, it's, and listen, and, and Tanya, this is the thing, too. I, when I go to the grave site, sometimes do a eulogy, it's too many gifts in the grave. <laughs> and I determined, yeah, it's too many gifts in the grave. I said, God, I told the Lord this, I promise you. I said, God, I need to die empty. I don't want to take not one gift to the grave. I don't want to take not one talent. I don't want to take anything that God gave me to the grave. I need to get it out. And I think that God will put a passion within you. I often say no man can have an encounter with God and stay the same. When you get in the presence of God, and I'm not even talking about in the traditional way. For a while, I had to just stay home. (laughs) I had to just stay. And I know know it ain't popular. I I promote church and all that. But I had to stay home for a while because I needed to hear clear from God. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Too. I, I love what you said. I used to call a graveyard of unmanifested greatness. Um, oh wow! It was too many, too many of my my students dying at eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Too many family members, friends dying at thirty, forty, fifty-five. Uh, and I firmly believe it goes back to what you said. People are waiting to be released. They're waiting yes. to be affirmed, uh, affirmed, and. Point blank, real talk, y'all, because this is real talk with Tanya White. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to, like you said, get 
a, a, a clear understanding from God. And like you say, uh, know that you are anointed, appointed, and approved for your assignment. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Reverend Nicole Barnes of Nicole Barnes Ministries. Uh, you can visit her right now at uh, NicoleBarnes.com. Pick up every product she has. Uh, and she's going to talk more about uh, why we are anointed and appointed and approved for our assignment. Uh, if you just join us, she explained clearly what assignment uh, was. Uh, and so there's one statement in your book, Nicole, which I love. Uh, <laughs> I think you put it in, in bold, and, and I really I shouted on this when I was reading and preparing. Uh, you said the anointing is not for preaching, teaching, or prophesying. It's not only for that. Uh, now, I want you to do two things. I want you to explain what the anointed is for somebody. We've heard that word in church. Sure. For somebody who really doesn't know and doesn't understand and is afraid to ask, I want you to explain what anointing is and why the anointing is just simply not for just being in church, preaching, teaching, and prophesying. Absolutely. Now, the anointing, and we've all heard this, but listen, it is the yoke, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. That's just simply put. Now, and I often say this, answering your question. Now, if the anointing is the yoke, uh, is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying, that means that somebody somewhere is bound. There's some bondage of some kind, or, or there's some ignorance, or some oppression, or some sickness. And the reason I say that the anointing is not, oh, I can't say it enough, it's not just for preaching and teaching and prophesying because that ain't where all the people are. All the people ain't in the church house. All the people ain't in the church house. So that means that you got to take this burden removing, this yoke destroying power of God, you got to take it, you got to put it in the arts, you got to write with this anointing. You got to act if the anointing is in Hollywood. Uh, it's in athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and convenience store workers. Come on, because the anointing, all the people ain't there. The anointing is for the people to upgrade the mentality of the people, to destroy uh, uh, mindsets, negative mindsets that make people live below their potential. And if you just leave, you just got it for the church. That ain't nobody. You preaching to the choir. Because I know a whole lot of people that ain't going in. You hear me? I love what you said, upgrade. <laughs> That's what Beyonce says. Yes. And I believe she's anointed to do what she's supposed to be doing. So it's not just for the church. It's absolutely. And you know what? Now, I have to be honest. You know, coming from holiness all my life, I didn't shout it so much. I mean, in church, 3, 4 o'clock, laying on the floor, you know, under the power of God. And we didn't do nothing for the community. No. Matter of fact, we couldn't even join. We couldn't even join community choirs because they told us they didn't want us to be eating, uh, to get sick eating and dabbling in other people's food. We couldn't do nothing but communicate among ourselves because we thought we were the only one. And while people were dying, we sitting up there laying hands on each other, getting full of the power, and ain't gonna ain't gonna save a bur- ain't gonna do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Lord, it's got to be more than this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad. I'm what I know today. I'm so glad that God released me from all bondages mm-hmm. because I'm telling you, I wouldn't be no good. I wouldn't be no good if I was still stuck waiting on my rotation for the pulpit. Well, and I do preach in the pulpit, but that's just one level of it. The what? world is my pulpit, time. Exactly, exactly. The world. I know exactly what you mean because I'm like, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would probably be crazy. Uh, strung out on alcohol because everyone Absolutely. I could have been uh, – just crazy somewhere, doing things that living beneath my potential, like you said. And so when you say you have to get released, you cannot wait for a rotation. you got to be released to do your assignment 
in the earth. And and although my assignment, uh, I had that confrontation, my assignment was in a, a certain place, and I had to go there. And that's how I fulfilled the assignment on my life. So if you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, again, we're talking to the Reverend Nicole Barnes of Nicole Barnes Ministry. She is talking about her book, Anointed, Appointed, and Approved for My Assignment. And so you explain what anointing is, and you explain why. It's just not for the four walls of the church, and it's just not for you to go to uh, uh, recycle Christians. I think Pam Perry said that, recycle Christians. Mm -hmm. But it's for the world, for you to influence uh, make a positive influence on the world. Now, how does one uh, discover what they are anointed to do? Well, you know what? I, I want to add this to to something we said previously, talking about the anointing, because mm-hmm. it cannot be confined. I want to make sure that people understand mm-hmm. that there are no boundaries to the power of God. Now, I want to connect that to your question, mm-hmm. because I believe that when you are finding out about um, uh, what you're appointed to do, I believe it is connected to what you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say, I, I don't know, I, uh, uh, Reverend Nicole, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I said, what you're passionate about? Mm-hmm. What moves you? You understand, there's the certain things that move us. Some of us are compelled through, uh, through, uh, to, to minister to poetry, and some of us are compelled to write under an anointing. And I often ask people, what? What are you passionate about? Because that's going to connect you to what you are called to do. You can't do anything effectively that you are not passionate about. Exactly. How many times you've been, you know, I think about the times when I've been assigned to things, and, you know, I'm like, this ain't even my lane, you know. <laughs> but there are times, you know, you do what you got to do. But when there's no passion, you know, you don't put all of your, you don't put everything that you could into it because you're not passionate in that area. But if you really want to hone in to what God has placed within you and you really want to live your life on another level and allow God to polish you up, oh, God, God been polishing me. God been referring finding me. And, and, and God said, that thing that you're passionate about, I want you to go a thousand percent toward it mm-hmm. and begin to affect change. So tap into your passion. You're going to tap into what you're appointed to do. Mm, tap into your passion and you're going to tap into what you are appointed to do. And, okay, we found that out, Reverend Nicole. Uh, we tapped into it. And when really God tells us, <laughs> that's a scary thing. How Absolutely. How over- we muster up that courage to, uh, you know, move in our anointing, uh, in our assignment, uh, and rearrange everything that, because you have to rearrange everything that you previously know. Because right, before, yeah, absolutely. Before you knew what your uh, anointing was and your assignment was, you were doing things just to be busy. Now absolutely. you have to do things so that you can be beneficial to what your assignment in life is. So how does one overcome the fear uh, and even over, overcome, you know, start stripping away? That's what I'm looking for, and sacrificing our time. And, uh, you know, you can't hang out with, uh, you can't hang out as much as you used to anymore when you, you're about your assignment. How does one do that? Wow, it's so much to what you said. But I'm going to start with the mind. 
Because I, I'm telling you, my life changed when my mind changed. Mm-hmm. As I began to, when my mind began to change and, and, and I became the governor of my life, I called God my president, but I became the governor of my own destiny and my mind changed and I began to see myself in another way. See, you've got to see yourself differently. You've got to see yourself in another light. And like you said, there are times when, you're, um, when you don't believe in yourself and, and you're in fear and you're in doubt and you're kind of just going through the motions and Chateau and all of the drama, but when my mind changed about who I was in Christ, I mean, I had to shut out everybody. I, I love my pastors. Love them. They're wonderful. But once I realized, my God, that I was a precious tool, that I was a precious jewel in the eyes of the Lord, because you can't do nothing until your mind is changed. Right. And so people are trying to, you know, you're trying to operate with a low-grade mentality and stinking thinking, but if you're ever going to do great things in the kingdom of God and in the world abroad, you're your mind has got to be changed. And I believe that that's step number one, getting that mind upgraded. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. God has got to do something. And, and, and there's a scripture that says, those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And mm-hmm. I begin to meditate on that. And I said, my God, God never intended for me to be fearful. God never intended for me to be bashful and to, to take the back seat. Uh, Matthew 5 says, to let your light so shine that when men see your good works, they'll glorify the Father. Mm-hmm. And Tanya, I realized that I was not meant to be under a bushel. I was not meant to be hidden, but I was meant to sit on top of a hill. Mm-hmm. Not that I might be glorified, but to glorify my Father. He said, when man see your good works, you know, mm-hmm. people say, well, it wasn't me, it was Jesus. No, it was you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they get through preaching, oh, you did so good. It wasn't me, it was Jesus. No, I didn't hear Jesus speaking, I heard your voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey. I mean, you know, people get deep like that, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But God wants to see our good works. Mm-hmm. God wants us to do good works, and then God will be glorified. And so those good works cannot be limited to four walls. I, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, but I often say the Ohio River can't hold me. I'm not bound by the Ohio. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and I, I think that's why God just, uh, you know, the technology is so, uh, that's our, our main medium because he wants people to know, Okay, you're going to stay in that church now. I've offered you a way so you can go around the world. My uh, TC talked about it on Monday, around the world in 60 seconds. That's what God meant. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, talking to Reverend Nicole Barnes, go visit her site right now, uh, NicoleBarnes.com. You better book her for your show. All the show hosts right now in the chat, book her for your show. If you're listening to the download, book her for your uh, next event. It doesn't have to be a woman's event because we, we're far beyond that. She can preach on a Sunday, preach on a Wednesday, preach on a Thursday, whatever. Book her now. Now, Nicole, let's move uh, toward being appointed. You, you describe and define anointed. What What do you mean about being appointed? Well, there are so many layers um, to understanding the appointment, and I think it's dependent upon the venue. Now, let me just say, for an example, if I'm in a church and there's a proper protocol with me being called to minister, surely you have to, you know, go through that protocol if you're in um, uh, that that venue, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, in, in that that layer of appointment is yes, a man has to, you know, or uh, anoint you or ordain you, and so on and so forth. But I believe that the greater call, now it's this, uh, Lord help me, um, it comes directly from God. Yeah. Now I have been I have been ordained, but 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 the greater call um, that releases me to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that, that appointment directly from God. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let me just say this, because my pastor did not know all that was in me right. until I sh- See, I know me more than he knows me. Well, I know. I mean, I know you, see, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no. We got home girls, and uh, I know what you're trying to say, and this you is real saying? talk with I know, I know me. I know me. You can be real yeah, and yeah. be as real as you want to be. Because I know me better than he knows me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so even though he anointed me, yes, to, to be an elder and to do this in the church and so on and so forth, like I said, there are so many layers to the appointment. That's just one dimension of who I am. Mm-hmm. That's not all of me. Yeah. All of me is not there. But my, 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 a greater calling, which calls me to the nation, I'm t- the greater calling, nobody, even though people confirm it often, nobody had to tell me I got that direct appointment from God. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And, and My God. But we have been trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people have been trained. Don't you move right. until I release you. Now, listen, you know I'm co- uh, co-pastor, and, uh, so I already know the pastorship. I already know all the, the you know, the, uh, the submission and all of that. Please hear what I'm saying. But the greater appointment, Tanya, I believe with my whole heart, comes directly from King Jesus. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We can go from Genesis to Revelation, and if I had time, I'll point it out. Uh-huh. Girl, listen. Didn't Abram say, get the out? <laughs> Abram said, he, the Lord called, get thee out from among thy kindred. No. Come on. Did, who, who told him to go? Uh-huh. Abram, who told him to And so we can go from Genesis to Revelation, and you'll see that God puts a dynamic anointing on people that oftentimes other folk don't know nothing about. Where David at? Do I see you, David? Where your, da- your daddy didn't even tell Samuel that you was in the field. Didn't even tell him he had a son. Well. So I'm just saying. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, that's why they need to go to NicoleBarnes.com, and you have some CDs available too, don't you? Because Absolutely. See, they, Absolutely. See, they, hear the, they hear the weight of the anointing in your voice. And, and, and girl, I know you want to preach. And go ahead, because you're preaching right you, you hear me go to Genesis. You know, I'll just break you down. Girl, I just hear me talking. But see they, see, they need to go to NicoleBarnes.com <laughs> and uh, book you right now, ASAP. Uh, get in before 2010 because this sister right here has something directly from the throne. Oh, great. I want you to take a pause right now before we finish because we're quickly running out of time. Give out your contact information. Absolutely. Again, I'm Nicole Barnes, N-I-C-O-L-E-B-A-R-N-E-S, and that you can find me on the web. Uh, Google me, www.nicolebarnes.com. If you're on Facebook, become my friend. Amen. I'm, it, just so many ways you can find me, but reach me on the website at nicolebarnes.com. Nicolebarnes.com. I'm putting it in the chat right now. Um, oh, yeah, we got many uh, uh, amens in the chat. Let her preach. God is amazing. Oh, she can preach. Uh, I want you to get the CD because uh, she started preaching, and we won't get to, to the uh, the third part of this, uh, approved, being approved. Uh, we talked about anointed. We talked about being appointed. Now we want to talk about being approved. Nicole, approval, in your opinion, what is it? 
I believe that when God approves you, I believe that there are stages um, to where God wants to take us, and, and you have to go through faithfulness and humility and patience and begin to allow those things to be cultivated in your life. But I believe that once God really approves you uh, for the dynamic call, that you become, according to Second Timothy 2 and 20, what I call a finely tuned instrument, what the Bible calls a finely tuned instrument. God, God does something to the approved person's hands. Mm-hmm. He does something to the approved person's heart because when whatever you're called to do, uh, you are an extension of him. You hear what I'm saying? And you're touching people and, and you're handling people, and so your heart has to be together and your hands have to be together. And I believe that, and I list in the book um, attributes, of the hands of an approved vessel and attributes of an approved vessel. Go ahead. Absolutely. And I have scripture references to back this up, Mm -hmm. but I believe the hands of someone who is approved by God, your hands are clean. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're working. They're ruling. They're innocent. They're healing hands, praying hands. Giving hands, the lifted hands, you've got to be a worshiper. Yes. My God, they're established hands. Amen. And not wishy-washy. You know, there's a season where you might be wishy-washy, but once you get approved by God, you're stable in the things of God. You know who you are, and you move swiftly even against persecution. And they're warring hands. Yes. The heart of an approved vessel, Tanya, the heart got to be pure. Oh, my goodness. I have no other agenda than to bring glory to God. It's got to be a clean heart. It's got to be a heart of integrity. It's got to be a diligent heart. Can't be a quitter. Can't no. be a quitter. Got to be diligent in the things of God. Yeah. Don't quit because somebody stopped. But I just want to tell somebody, don't quit because somebody stopped believing in you because you get a little critic on the side. You got to stay diligent in the things. You're going to reap if you faint not. It's got to be a seeking heart, my God, loving heart, a tried heart. You have people going through trouble right now and, 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 and divers types of temptation. But, baby, you've got to be tried to be approved by God. Yes, it's got to be an upright heart, and yes. it's got to be a strengthened and a new heart. I can't say it enough. There's so many things I can continue to to go on and on and on. But God needs some people in this day who are strong, who are not easily moved by circumstances and situations. You can take a licking and keep on ticking with your head up high and keep on walking for God. Those are the approved vessels. God don't need no more weak folk. You (laughs) see what I'm saying? Buckling under and cracking under pressure. Now, my God, come on, stand up, people of God. I believe that's what God is saying in this they stand up. Yeah. Go ahead and be accountable. So go on and do your thing. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, if you're going to do it, do it right. Don't play with it. Yeah, when I go to programs, I don't even want to see people half singing. If you're going to sing, grab the mic and throw down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't listen to no preachers that are all nervous and stuff. You know, I, we all have a little butterfly. But if you're going to stand up and preach, you better preach because we got a real devil we got to fight. Uh-huh. You know, so when you're approved, when you're approved, God has established you. Mm-hmm. And, and many of us are in that process. Yeah. And we're continuing to go from glory to glory. I mean, it never stops. But there comes a time in your life, I really believe this, there comes a time in your life when you know God said, now is your time. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's a shift going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the kingdom of God, in the world, there's a shift. And I believe that God is bringing folks from the back. I believe it's with my heart. Bringing back from the Folks, from the back to the front, he's shifting folk mm-hmm. according to your heart, your hands, your integrity, your tried heart, your upright heart, your lifted heart, your warring hands. I do. I believe God is on a mission right now, but he wants some folk who are going to stand up, show enough. 
You know, I'm from the project. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like you used to fight back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Knock your stick off my shoulder. You got to stand up and be like, uh-uh, devil. Knock it off my shoulder if you want to. I dare you, I dare you to. <laughs> I, like I read your, I read your, I double D dare you. <laughs> I double yes. D to knock it off. Listen, uh, <laughs> uh, Reverend Nicole Barnes, I wish, I wish that she could say the whole show, but God knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. This is just a little taste. And I definitely know she will be back um, because everything she said is for this appointed time because we're anointed, appointed, and proof for our assignment. Y'all, 2010 is 10 minutes away. You need to get ready. You need to get your mind right. As Nicole said, get your heart and your hands right because you, you're already destined to win. But as the Lord has imparted to me, you need to be determined to win. And like Nicole Praise said, God. he don't want no weak people anymore we got too much he's already provided too much he's already done enough over enough for us now he's already blessed us he's already shown you the way he's already made a way out of no way he's already healed you he's already blessed you he's come on redeemed you so now is the time for you to stand up and do what you're called to do why because you're anointed appointed and approved for your assignment and you need to find out what that is if you don't know I'm a life coach. Nicole is a mentor. Tell us about your Kingdom Charm School. Oh, my it's goodness. It's ingenious. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look, the Lord, the Holy Ghost gave me just an idea called Kingdom Charm School. Mm-hmm. And, and King, in, in a day, I mean, where we're just embracing social norms that are just horrific and deadly and unwholesome, God has called me to change a generation. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to be teaching interpersonal skills and mm-hmm. develop, helping people to develop an inner beauty, an inner charm that is timeless and powerful that will propel us to heights we've only dreamed of. I'm taking this mission around the world. If there's one thing I want you to look up. It's Kingdom Charm School because I'm coming to a town near you because we've got to help the women of God uh, recapture the essence of ladyhood. I love being a girl. I preach hard. I preach hard. I be sweating and everything. When I get through, I'm so feminine. I'm, I'm walking. It's almost switching because yeah. I love being a girl. But I want us to recapture the essence of ladyhood and, mm. and, and discover our royal qualities as a joint with Christ and embrace our godness unpo- unapologetically. 2010. 2010 is a year of authority. Mm-hmm, I've been yeah. talking about restored. I've been talking about, you know, getting off the shame. Now it's time to just go on and walk in your authority. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm telling you. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for you. Again, you need, to, you need to book her now. If you have a show, you know somebody with a show, you know somebody who is planning a conference or a whatever, an event, book her now. Bring her anointed and appointed and approved project. Bring her Kingdom Charm School. What else yes. you got, girl? What else she got? Taking it. We're taking it back. For us, we're taking it back. For I'm so excited. God is blessing me so much to go into avenues, and, and I'm telling you, to bring a refreshing word. God used me in a way, you know, I, I'm kind of funny. I make, I make people laugh, but at the same time, when you leave, you'll never be the same. I have that anointing on my life, and I know it. And so I used to be ashamed to say little stuff, you know, that God has given me, but now I, I just know who I am, and I just can't help what I do. And so, Tanya, I'm excited. The kingdom <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes. You know I'm real in this yeah. like, but I got to say yeah. hallelujah. Cause you... Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Ooh. Yeah, because see, everybody doing their thing, they're going to 
they doing it bold, I'm going to do mine bold. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just excited. I'm so happy to join you tonight. It Ooh. does my heart good. I'm proud of you. You know I admire you. Y'all, y'all know Tanya's a bad girl. I know her. Yeah, I know where she lives. Tanya's a bad girl. And so, Tanya, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about just, just connecting with the right people. And I think that when you're anointed, appointed, and approved for your assignment, watch your inner circle. Yes. And I think we ain't going there. We, you know, we don't have time to go there. But you got because you got to protect what God gives you. Yeah. You yeah, got to no. protect that thing. You got to protect it. And some of us, God, and gave us so much, and, 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 and out of ignorance sometimes, we did not protect it. We did not protect it. And so the wolf came, and sometimes it can distract you on your course. But praise God. Watch your inner circle. I felt led to say that tonight. Just yeah, to watch no. the people around you. Protect what God gives you. It's precious. It is. It's precious. It's precious. Nicole, this has been phenomenal. Our chat is on fire. Girl, my whole body is on fire. So, I, girl, uh, you will be back. Uh, I'm starting in January, uh, and I'm just going to let this out. It's called Secret Sundays. We're going we gonna to tell some secrets uh, on Second Sunday and heal yeah. some hearts, heal some minds, all yeah. the secret things that we do, not only in the church, but in our family. We're going to talk about yeah. those things because if you're going to be determined to win, you got to reveal those secrets and get healed. So Secret Sunday starting in January on the second Sunday. We're talking about real talk, y'all, still on Sundays. But, Nicole, you know, girl, I need to ask you to pray us out as you leave uh, us and we get ready for Reverend Valerie Pearson. So can you pray for the people, the men and women of God, uh, uh, so they can can realize their anointing, uh, their appointment, and their approval for their assignment in God. Praise God. Praise God. People of God, if you go to the Lord in prayer, I want you to know that destiny demands you to embrace a different mentality. And so I'm going to be praying over your mind, over my mind, amen, that God will upgrade you. Let him, let him upgrade you, amen, so that you can obtain what he has for you, that he might be glorified. Father, in the name of Jesus, you're so precious and we love you. We glorify your name because there's none like you, Lord. Father, I pray for those that's listening and those that will listen uh, later on, God. I pray, God, over their health, their wealth, their sanity, for their direction, their families, their marriages, their directions, relationships, and careers. God, we put it in your hand. I thank you that you'll be a mind regulator, God, that you'll heal confusion, depression, God. I ask, oh, God, that your blood would stream through their bloodline. God, keep them safe, God, and love them and cover them. God, I pray your anointing over their vehicles, their peace of mind, their joy, their understanding. God, mend and shake and bend. God, connect people with who they need to be with. God, give them the confidence that they need. Those that know you shall be strong and do exploits, God. And the greater one that lives on the inside of us causes us to triumph in every situation. Lord, you are a genius, and we got a genius within. And because you are a genius, you navigate us through situations, God. And so, God, we give you praise. I ask you, oh, God, that somebody tonight will write the vision and make it plain. God, I ask you that somebody tonight will step out, oh, God, oh, nothing, oh, God, just trusting you, oh, God. I ask that somebody tonight, God, would watch that inner circle and begin to make changes in the inner circle. God, I thank you for your favor. 
upon the people of God. I thank you, Lord, that no corrupt communication comes out of their mouth. They don't speak against their destiny. They don't speak against their situations. They're full of grace and wisdom, and they speak words of edification, exhortation, and comfort. God, I declare that they are favorable in your sight, God, and I thank you that you perfect those things that concern them. I thank you, Lord God, that they walk in integrity, O oh God. I thank you that they seek you, God, daily, and that knowing that you might be found. God, esteem them high. God, lift them up, cover them, and protect them. And God, we'll be careful to give your name your glory. I could say more, but you already know what I'm going to say. So you just cover them with your blood and keep them safe and sound. Put a smile on that face right now, God. Let them know that somebody somewhere love them. Somebody somewhere got a crush on them. And somebody somewhere is praying for them. God, we give you praise, glory, and honor in the precious name of Jesus. Let's time you right in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody got a crush on you. Somebody got a crush on me. I just don't know who he is. Somebody got a crush on me. <laughs> I love you, girl. I will be following up. We're going to do and connect and do some things together in two Absolutely. Absolutely. Girl. I'm on my way to a prayer conference call right now, so I love you, Tanya White. You be blessed. I bless you, people of God. Okay, bye-bye. All right, if you just joined us, Reverend Nicole Barnes, uh, Nicole Barnes Ministry, visit her right now at uh, NicoleBarnes.com. We have one more guest, Reverend Valerie Pearson. I see you, Reverend. We're going to take a brief break and meditate on that so we can get prepared for the mighty word that God has through uh, Reverend Valerie Pearson as she teaches us how to become the authentic you. We're going to take a break. Listen to Kelly Price, Healing for Your Soul.
talk with Tanya White. We're talking about being anointed, appointed, and approved for your assignment. We just got off a power-filled interview with my girl from Louisville, uh, Reverend Nicole Barnes. We have worked together, labored in ministry together. Uh, Powerful woman. I encourage you right now to go to NicoleBarnes.com, order her book, order her CD, book her for your next event. Uh, And while you're doing that, visit TanyaWhite.com. Get those books. The 99 Mills Who Make Your Life a Living Hell, uh, and all the other books. Um, and visit uh, Tanya's Tips, sign up. Talking about Determined to Win in 2010 today. Uh, and also, we just want to let you know next week, we've been talking about becoming uh, outstanding all month. And next week, we're going to take a little fall break. So, uh, Real Talk with Tanya White will not be on next week, but we're going to return November 5th. Uh, our new theme for November is Give It Up, Turn It Loose. Talking about addiction, addictive relationships, addictive spending, addictive friendships. We're talking about it. We want you to give it up and turn it loose. Why? Because you need to be determined to to win in 2010. So we're talking about all that in December. The stars are shining. Y'all, we're going to have some major people on. We're doing a special nine-show run in December as we close 2009 out and get prepared for 2010. So tune in for who's going to be on that show. But right now I want to uh, get us prepared for Reverend Valerie Pearson. Reverend Valerie Pearson is the author of uh, the new book, Remarkable Woman. She is a full-time chief of ministry staff, assistant to the pastor of the New Psalmist Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, um, where Bishop Walter S. Thomas is uh, the pastor, God has truly blessed the ministry uh, for Reverend Pearson. She has written a book. She uh, started a new component in uh, called Young Butterflies for young girls 11 to 13. So her passion and her purpose is to help females of all ages become the remarkable women that God has destined them to be. So we'd like to welcome for the first time, but I hope not the last time because we're running behind, Reverend Valerie Pearson. Hello, Reverend Pearson. How are you? I'm fine, Tanya. How are you this evening? I am fantastic. Thank Great. you so much for your patience. Right, sure. Um, but we're going to give you your time. Before we get started in all these wonderful questions of your book, I want you to uh, tell us who you are in your own words. Okay. Well, I am first a woman who truly loves loves the Lord, and that makes me a remarkable woman. Mm -hmm. I am indeed a remarkable woman. I work at the New Psalmist Baptist Church in full-time ministry, and I love seeing other women be healed. Mm -hmm. That's what really does my heart good, when I see other women really being all that God called them to be. That's my passion. That Mm -hmm. is my passion. God. Now define, you say a remarkable woman. How do you define a remarkable woman? Okay, well, first let me tell you that a remarkable woman is one, like I said, that loves the Lord. Mm -hmm. She trusts in the Lord with all of her heart. She believes in him with all of her being and that that he is a first priority in her life. Secondly, 
a remarkable woman can take a commanding lead in any situation. I love that, what you said, commanding lead. Commanding lead. Explain that, Reverend Pierce. That's right. When she walks into a room, the atmosphere shifts. Mm, mm -hmm. When a remarkable woman walks into the room, the atmosphere shifts. And it's not because she thinks she's all that, but it's because the Spirit of the Lord is all over her. Her her anointing is coming through Mm -hmm. even as she walks in the room. And you know what, Tanya? She doesn't even have to open her mouth. It's just the presence of the Lord that is all over her that helps her to take that command. Lead. A remarkable woman is powerful but mm-hmm. intimate. She's strong but caring. She's confident but not arrogant. Mm-hmm. A remarkable woman has all of those qualities. And also, a remarkable woman is authentic. She's mm-hmm. not trying to be somebody else, somebody else that she may have seen on TV or perhaps in her inner circle. But she's comfortable being the woman that God created her to be. So she is totally authentic. I love authenticity. That is my uh, word, my buzzword for the last five, six years because you're so right. When you are comfortable in being who you are, people will be comfortable being around you. Absolutely. And most people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, even though we're talking about a remarkable woman, I want all our men who are listening take that and dip it into manhood because – I'm a firm believer because women are so powerful and nurturers. Uh, when we become remarkable and we know that we're remarkable, then we can encourage you to become remarkable as well. So this show is for both men and women, so uh, I want you all to take it and not feel left out. So uh, I love your definition of remarkable woman. I took notes, and I'm going to probably quote you, Reverend Pearson. That's absolutely um, fine. Uh, now, looking in the mirror, you have. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit from your book, A Remarkable Woman. Yeah. Uh, and you have a section talk about looking in the mirror. Mirror. What should remarkable women and men be looking for when they look in the mirror? Uh, well, because sometimes we look in the mirror and we don't see. Uh, that we don't know that we're remarkable. That's right. That's absolutely right. And that's what this ministry is all about because the prayer is that when you look in the mirror that you find and you see the beautiful, authentic woman or man that God created you to be. But Mm -hmm. as you said and as is known, that's not what we always see when we look in the mirror. You know, I talk in the book about how a mirror is painfully honest. And Mm -hmm. when we look in the mirror, we often see a woman who is disappointed with life, a woman who is hurt, a woman who doesn't feel good about herself, maybe low self-esteem, a woman who's just angry, and sometimes as quiet as it's kept, we're angry with God. Mm-hmm. We look in the mirror, and sometimes we see a person who's just been through some stuff, just carrying all sorts of baggage that, to be honest, God is saying, now is time to unpack some of these things that you've been carrying around so long. It's time for you to release and to get away from some of those things that you have been carrying for so long. Mm-hmm. Wow. So when you when you release those things, when you share that weight, then you can start seeing the remarkable vessel that Absolutely. you were born to be because you That's were born right. remarkable. You were no accident. You were no junk. Love that, Reverend Pearson. I want to skip down and talk about uh, the myth of the superwoman. And I love what you said, why saying no is necessary 
you got to say no sometimes if you're trying to be remarkable, right? Yes, you absolutely have to say no. And, you know, the secret to a balanced life, and that's what we're all trying Mm -hmm. to achieve is that balanced life, is learning to say no. We are so overwhelmed in life because we don't know how to say no. We don't know how to say no. So much of the things that we have on our plates, because we all know we have a full plate in life, Mm -hmm. but many of the things that we have on our plate, to be honest, God never intended for it to be on your plate. And and God is saying to many women and to many women and men who are listening tonight that it's time to get rid of some of that stuff that's on your plate. Mm -hmm. And don't replace it with other stuff. So we have to learn how to say no. No. And and saying no is okay because often a person won't say no because we're control freaks and Mm -hmm. I know I know that I used to be a complete control freak. Everything. (laughs) You know, had to have my hands in everything. But God said no, you don't have to have your hand in absolutely everything. And another reason we can't say no is because we think nobody can do it better than we can. Mm. But I'm sorry to tell somebody, somebody can. And that's okay because God has another assignment for you. We have to learn how to say no. Saying no is freeing. It's free. I I have this saying, Reverend Pearson, no is the best yes that sometimes you can give somebody. Absolutely. When I say no to you, that's the best yes I can give you. Absolutely. Because when I say no, it means I can't do it or I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So if I even say yes and I mess it up, it's going to mess you up. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, tell me about being anointed and appointed and approved to be the authentic you. And if you're going to be authentic, you have to live, I love what you said, uh, a balanced life requires us saying no. You've got to say no. And that uh, ability to say no goes back to you uh, looking in the mirror and seeing the uh, how remarkable you are and so that you can further understand your assignment in life. Because you said something about being busy. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we get a lot of activities thinking that's our assignment, that's but they're right. just activities and not our assignment. That's and if right. you want to know what assignment is, Reverend uh, Nicole Barnes explained it if you missed the first part of the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, Reverend Pearson, now let's go to this with this taboo subject of uh, money. Yeah. You talk about handling your pocketbook, yeah. uh, being good stewards, and not. Uh, and I want to talk about why we should be good stewards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not use, a lot of us use God as like our Wizard of Oz, right. a, a magical magician. Right. Uh, we spin for our greed, and then we pray for our need. Mm-hmm. Tell us why we have to learn how to handle our pocketbook. Well, we have to, you know, well, let let me talk about it from the perspective, a uh, female perspective first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we get all dressed up, we have everything matching the shoes, the earrings. I mean, everything is all pulled together. And, of course, we have our pocketbooks, with, which have to match. But when you open that beautiful pocketbook that you've paid so much for, it's empty. It's mm-hmm. empty, and there is nothing in that beautiful bag that you spent all this money for. And that's not how God intends for us to live. First of all, the Word of God tells us that we should and have to be good stewards over everything, mm-hmm. not just our money, but everything, our time, our talents, everything. We have to be good stewards. And being a good steward means that you have to learn how to manage your debt. 
it means that you can't it means that you can't use your credit card every time you turn around you have to learn how to manage your credit cards mm-hmm. you have to learn how to control emotional spending mm-hmm. and we're talking I'm, about that in November yeah. November 19th yeah. holidays are coming that's we're going right. to do a lot of emotional spending we're yeah, talking about we that and sometimes it doesn't take the holidays for us to do emotional yeah. spending. Sometimes it's just a bad day at work, yeah. <laughs> and we are in the mall just to buy something so we can feel better. But that's not being a good steward of the money uh, and the resources that God has given us. We have to learn how to live on a budget. Budget mm-hmm. is a dirty word for a lot mm-hmm. of us, but living on a budget can help tremendously, especially in these tight economic times. That's what we talk about in our classes and what we talk about in the book is how how to live on a budget, but God commands that we are good steward of the money that He gives us. We we only give Him ten percent, and He want, and we can live off of ninety percent. We mm-hmm. can do it. You can live abundantly Absolutely. off ninety of percent. Absolutely. But yeah, you got to handle that pocketbook because I know, uh, you know, sometimes we we give the ten like a wish, make a wish. Right. That's our Make a Wish Foundation for the week. Yes. Uh, and we're thinking giving our tithes is going to make God mm-hmm. <laughs> bless us. Right. Uh, and sometimes he does because he's a loving God like that. Right. But like you said, he wants us to be good stewards over our, our, our money, and that requires us living in a budget. That's right. B-U-D-G-E-T, budget right. your money. Uh, and if you just tuned in, uh, Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to the Reverend Valerie Pearson. And Reverend Pearson, I want you to give your contact information before we uh, go into uh, some further questions. How can people contact you, get the book, and uh, see what you're all about? Okay. Well, I invite everyone to visit my website. It's www.aremarkablewoman.com. There's a lot of information out there about the ministry, about myself. Um, I can be contacted at 410-707-6937. And you can also email me at info at aremarkablewoman.com. Okay. Thank you. I'm putting that in the chat. Your website, uh, visit her at aremarkablewoman.com. Now, you talk about being a remarkable woman, uh, Reverend Pearson, and I love this next topic. Mm-hmm. I wrote a book about it, which is my first book based okay. on this topic. Uh-huh. Uh, why can't we be friends? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sister friendships, and you explain how to be a good girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Why can't? Sisters get along sometimes, Reverend Pearson. You can, and you can be as real as you want to be okay. on this show. Okay, and you know what? I'm glad you said that <laughs> because you know this is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart because mm-hmm. I see so many broken women, and they're broken because of relationships with other women. You know, mm-hmm. women come to me and say, "Well, I don't have any girlfriends," and I'm like, "Why don't you have any girlfriends? Having a good friend, having a girlfriend is a good thing." But a lot of women don't know how to do that. And I think there are three destroyers of sister sister mm. friendships. I think Speak slowly, Reverend Pearson, because I'm writing these. Okay. okay. All okay. right. Let me tell you the the top three that I have. The first one is jealousy. Mm. That green eyed monster jealousy and instead of celebrating another sister we become haters 
Mm-hmm. We become haters because of what is happening in their lives, not knowing that our blessing, our breakthrough is right around the corner if we would just celebrate another sister and Ooh. where she is in life. And, and there's nothing more affirmative than when another sister celebrates you mm-hmm. and when it's genuine. That's a key word because mm-hmm. sometimes, and you know I'm telling the truth, people yeah. will come to you, another sister, and you can feel that they are not very genuine. You can feel it. But there's nothing like when someone comes to you and says, you know what, Reverend Pearson, Reverend Val, I'm really happy for you. Tanya, I'm happy for what you're doing and for what's going on in your life, and you can Mm -hmm. feel it. But because of jealousy, we cannot do that. And that's very hurtful. It's very hurtful. Especially when it comes from a a family member or a close friend you've been friends with for so long, and then you notice, uh, and sometimes we suppress that, reality that it is jealousy mm-hmm. uh that is bringing tension between the friendship uh, right because and we start blaming ourselves well, what am i doing wrong mm-hmm. uh you know i must have said something or right. i must have really done something this time and simply sometimes it's just that jealousy uh and i love what you said you said we genuinely have to celebrate women right. we are the most discerning creatures on earth mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and and so we know, I know I know, uh, when when somebody's not being real. Right. And that's why it's Real Talk with Tanya White because I love that we're going back to the A word, authenticity. Oh, that's right. You have that's to be absolutely. real. Love that. Okay, keep that's going. Right. I'm writing. Right All here. right. Another destroyer is fear. Mm-hmm. It's fear. And we as women, we have so many fears, so many fears. Mm -hmm. And one of them, one of the big ones is the fear of rejection. We are afraid of being rejected, even within our own inner circles. And sometimes rather than be honest and upfront, because we don't want to be rejected, we are standoffish. Mm-hmm. And it makes it very, very difficult to have a real relationship because of that fear of rejection, but also a fear of judgment because mm-hmm. none of us are perfect, absolutely none of us. Right. And we always sense that our sister girls are going to judge us. And and to be honest, sometimes we do. We mm-hmm. judge how people look. We judge what they wear. We judge how they talk. We are very judgmental creatures. And as a girlfriend, you have to learn how not to be so judgmental. Or if you do have to share something with your sister, there's a way to do it. You share it in love. But that fear will cause a sister to put up a wall. And you'll mm-hmm. wonder, well, what's wrong with her? And why is she not talking to me? And why is she treating me that way? Because she's put up that wall. That wall. Wow. So that, fear. That was profound. Fear is fear rejection. That's right. Fear of rejection and fear of judgment. Judgment. And the last one that I think is really, really goes back to the look in the mirror is our own insecurities. Mm-hmm. You have to know who you are in order to be a good girlfriend. You mm-hmm. must, because if you don't, your insecurities will show up in a friendship, and before you know it, you're trying to figure out what happened. And really, you need to take a look in the mirror. You need to look at yourself. Our own insecurities will lead us to perceive the strengths of other people as threats to ourselves. 
I mean, here I am. Remember uh, 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 Yes, you ma'am. Not, you better not go further. <laughs> you got to say that again. Slow. I'm giving right this down. I'm trying to meditate on that. That was profound. That's Our right. Our own insecurity. Our own insecurities will lead us, and key word there is to perceive the strengths of other people as threats to ourselves. Mm, mm. Direct to ourselves. Lord, you didn't free me, Reverend Preston. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's right. I mean, and again, we wonder what's wrong with her and why was she, why is she acting or he even acting like that. But it's our own insecurities. And that's why it all goes back to the look in the mirror, knowing who you are, being comfortable and confident in the person that God created you to be. Then you don't have to be insecure with yourself or with me. Wow. Or with you, because and most of the time when we have tension or we are uh, 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 refusing to celebrate our sister girlfriends, is it because we're thinking, okay, uh, I'm unworthy. So I'm going to make her think that she's done something, right. and I'm going to create this drama. Mm-hmm. And basically it's just one simple fact, you're insecure. insecure. And if you take that time... Uh, to work on your insecurities instead of creating that drama, uh-huh. I guarantee you, you will find the best friend that you uh, had. Your friendship will grow, and right. that both of you all will uh, move towards your destination quicker. Absolutely. I believe that a lot of us are stagnant and stuck is because somebody is who should be in our life is not. So it's taking us longer to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yes. Right. And, you know, I tell the women uh, who have gone on this journey, who have been a part of the Remarkable Women Ministry, after you go on this journey, never look at another woman the same. Right. Never, ever. Because you were in her shoes. Mm-hmm. So now you can treat her differently because you know she's hurting. You know she's dealing with her own insecurities. She's dealing with fear. She's dealing with jealousy the same way that you did. Yeah. So don't treat her the same. Now you can treat her differently. Now you be open and compassionate. Because I know I used to be that way. You're going to treat me bad? I'm going to treat you bad. I'm going right. to cut you off. That's but right. now I, uh, because I, I've grown in compassion, I saw myself. <laughs> I dealt with my own insecurities. Now even if you cut me off, I'm going to still be approachable. Uh, I'm still going to be me. Right. Uh, and my and being me is uh, loving to empower and inspire and influence to be their people, to be their best self. So even though you treat me bad, I'm going to steal. And you're never going to know that you've hurt me right. unless the Lord reveals it to you because I'm not right. going to treat you any different. That's, right. That's what being a remarkable man and woman is. Uh, Reverend Pearson, that is great. Now, where can we get your book? Uh, Mm -hmm. Is it on Amazon? It's on your website. Yes, it is on my website. You can order it on the website. Now, you will be able to get it on Amazon in about two weeks. I think they're in the process of uploading it now. So in about two weeks, you can get it on Amazon and also Barnes & Noble. But tonight, today, you can get it on the website. Yes, get it. And I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll autograph it and and put words of uh, wisdom in there. Absolutely. Uh, if they order it right now from a remarkable woman dot com. If you have any questions, we still have about two minutes. Call three four seven two one five six four four six. Or if you have a comment, uh, I want you to uh, talk about any upcoming events that you have before we close out with this leading with grace, which I love also. Right. So uh, briefly talk about uh, upcoming events you may have in your area. 
Okay. Well, in January, January 2010, I'll be starting a new class in the Baltimore area. Mm -hmm. So if there are any women listening in the Baltimore and the Maryland area and you're interested in being a part of this ministry and interested in being in the class, the new upcoming class that will start in January, I need you to send me an email. Send me an email to let me know that you're interested. Uh, Probably next week or so there will be information on the website about the new class that's starting. But, you know, January is about new beginnings, new you, new this, new that. Mm -hmm. So why not start out with something fresh and something new and something that will change your life forever, and that is being a part of this awesome ministry. Yes, visit aremarkablewoman.com. A lot of great things. First of all, it's pretty, and I'm a curly girl. <laughs> I'm I a girly girl, too. I heard your last visitor um, um, talking about being a girly girl, and um, I am such a girly girl. Yes, <laughs> I love it. It's pretty. Anything that's pretty, I, I take uh, notice in. So it's pretty, ladies, for those who love pretty things. Uh, and plus it has a lot of powerful information. Now I want you to close out with, uh, you also talk about leading with grace, uh, one how to be a remarkable woman, you have to leave with grace. Uh, how, identify the, the three Christ-like characters that a remarkable woman should display and what leading with grace is. Well, leading I love the leading with grace unit because I tell the, lead, the ladies that um, as leaders, you know, sometimes being that girly girl, mm-hmm. I can give you information about how to lead with grace in your stilettos. Because, you know, one of the things that we have to remember is that we are not men. We don't have to look like men no. in the in any um, arena that we are uh, being a leader. So we call it leading with grace and stilettos. But mm-hmm. they are actually about 12 characteristics, but I'll share three of them with okay. you. And the first one is you have to be passionate. Christ was passionate about mm-hmm. what he was doing. I mean, you could hear it in the words that he spoke. You could see it in his actions, we have to find out what it is that drives us and motivates us. Great leaders are driven by the love and intensity for what they're doing. So you have to be passionate. I mean, you can't take it or leave it, but it's something that you almost can't breathe or you can't live without. So mm-hmm. you've got to be passionate about what you're doing as a leader. Secondly, you have to be humble. And I think that's something that we don't talk about enough as in, in leadership. But you have to be a humble leader. Mm-hmm. And true humility is really the heart of being a servant leadership. We all know about servant leadership and that Christ is the is the ultimate model of a servant leader. We must be humble. And when we're humble, it allows us to fairly assess our part in our success, but also to give God the glory. That's what being humble is about. And lastly, I'll share with you, is we have to be risk takers. We Mm -hmm. must not be afraid to take a risk. Playing it safe will only allow you to grow to a certain level, and you're going to keep hitting that same level unless you're willing to come out of your box, unless you're willing to take a risk. So to be a great leader, you have to take a risk. Wow. Be a great leader, a humble leader, 